This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket, can happy MLB all-star game day and to talk a little bit of america's pastime with us is rangers analyst mlb network radio host former big leaguer former colleague and all-around great guy cj nikowski to join cj what's up buddy uh bill not too much man good to hear from you how you been i'm wonderful it's great to have you on on the uh on the show, what'd you make of uh, what'd you make of last night's home run derby activities and the uh, the Albert Pujols inclusion? Yeah, I mean, I was good to see him there. I'm good to see him participate. I was a little concerned about him at his age, quite honestly, running out of gas. Uh, you know, he put on a really good show, much better, I think, than I expected. I thought maybe it would have been a quick um, exit for him, but it was great to see him get that time to see the guys kind of rally around him a little bit. He certainly is well-deserving uh, future Hall of Famer. So I loved everything about it. And then you get the young showcase to kind of finish things out of the up-and-comers. And, and you know, obviously a lot of people know Juan Soto, but maybe you don't know much about Julio Rodriguez. And so I thought it was kind of that perfect blend of honoring the future Hall of Famer, but then also showcasing uh, the great young players that we have in our game. CJ, what interesting timing. Soto wins the, the Derby, the Home Run Derby, in the same news cycle where he reportedly turns down 15 years and, and $440 million, which is a, a, a lot of money. Where, what are the, I mean, at that price point, if he's a half a billion dollar player, mm. who are the teams that, that realistically can, can afford that? That's a good question because he's not a free agent for two more years, right? So if the Washington Nationals decide that they're not going to be able to get anything done and they're not going to contend while they still have him under control, then there's a huge trade to be made. It's a difficult trade to make, uh, but that's where they may end up going with this thing. Three years of a postseason run for any team that acquires Juan Soto right now, right? So if you think about the Yankees as an example, I know it's a big market team that have him for this year and two more years beyond that, and then he hits free agency. Like, you can't trade assuming you're going to sign him after he hits free agency. I think there's no way that you can do that. There's probably not enough time to work out a contract extension prior to a trade as far as a trade being contingent. So it makes it very difficult to sit there and try to pair him with teams but it is the big market teams we know Steve Cohen is worth 13 or 14 billion dollars with the New York Mets uh, that is a guy who could make it happen the Cubs right now in the situation that they're in uh, they wouldn't be interested in trading for him right now or even trading for him probably next year uh, but they're a team because they have gone in the other direction uh, where they haven't spent a lot of money that they could afford potentially um, to sign a guy like Juan Soto once he hits uh, free agency you know he's only 23 years old to be 24 this winter so he's still going to be really really young 
Um, but there are a handful of teams that can make it work. You know, if the Yankees sign Aaron Judge back, I don't see how they make it work. You know, with Stanton, Cole, uh, and potentially Judge locked in at huge numbers, uh, I, I don't think they can afford a half-a-billion-dollar player. But there are a couple of teams that probably could pull it off. This is getting really fascinating, man. This, these numbers just continue to climb in the game. C.J. Nikowski here on, on the show. C.J., I've got a, most people believe, most of us, that, that the Earth um, revolves around the sun. i got a really good friend who thinks the Earth actually re- revolves around Los Angeles, California, and oh, the yeah. Dodgers in particular. And I love L.A., and I, but that's his view. So I hit him up this morning just like, hey, congratulations, you know, Dodger Stadium. And all he wanted to hit me back with was how Juan Soto was, was blasting home runs in his future ballpark. Mm. Is that a realistic outcome, or is just my buddy not realizing that the universe does not, in fact, revolve around Dodger Stadium? Well, that the Dodgers could land him, you mean? Yeah. Oh, that's certainly possible. I mean, I think that you know they have a couple things they have to work through as well. Obviously, they didn't sign Corey Seager back. He ends up with the Texas Rangers. you got one more year of David Price and, and shedding that $32 million that he is making. And it's not to say that you know the Dodgers are a team that um, couldn't afford to go really big if they wanted to, but that luxury tax is real with the new CBA. They have Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts locked up through at least 2027. Mookie Betts actually goes a year beyond that to 2028. Do you want to put those kind of dollars into another position player? Right, That's the one question um, I think that you would have to ask yourself. And you know, The AAV on the deal that was offered to Juan Soto was uh, about $29 million. Now it's a couple of years of arbitration in there. As a free agent, you know, he's probably closer to 35 or 40 a year. And again, I don't know if they want to empty out to trade him, but the point there is that you basically want to be, you know, about $100 million in on three position players um, for a pretty decent amount of time. That, that's the part that makes it difficult um, when you're going to have to pay pitching. Uh, obviously, we know what it takes to win. So three position players locked in uh, to big contracts like that for the Dodgers. Not to say they can't pull it off, um, but it might not be the route and direction that they want to go. And I would say the same thing for the Angels, you know, down in Orange County. Obviously, Mike Trout is locked up. They have Anthony Rendon. Uh, there's no way they can do Shohei Otani. And I don't think they can do Shohei Otani based on where they are right now and the kind of money he wants to command uh, and a guy like Juan Soto. So that's another team that really needs uh, pitching help. So it's, could they fit him in? Sure, they could find a way. Is it going to be the smartest move? Uh, not if they don't have the pitching to back it up. C.J. Nikowski here on the show. C.J., sometimes when we're having you on, I'll, I'll tease that you have, and it's not there anymore, but I'm not kidding, dude. I think the funniest description I've ever seen under someone's Twitter bio was was under yours for a while. It was you were the career hmm. – it was the career Mets – ERA leader with how That's many right. innings pitched? Minimum how many? So, yeah, it's a good story behind that. So five and two-thirds innings. I got to play <laughs> for the New York Mets for a month and didn't let up a run. I got traded there for the last month of the season, September 2001, which obviously was a really tragic time in our country's history. But as a native New Yorker, I'm grateful to be a part of the Mets um, during 9-11. Uh, of course, we wish none of it ever happened. But, yeah, I have a little fun with it, and I didn't let up any runs when I was there. And I had the most innings for a while. And I don't know if you followed the story because it wasn't really a story. I kind of make it up. But Tommy Hunter, uh, a guy who I've known for a long time, uh, had about, I want to say, seven or eight shutout innings for the Mets. So he actually passed me. Uh, with total innings, and he was a free agent this past year. Well, he signed back with the Mets. He was hurt, and he was trying to get healthy again, which he did. And he got back to the big leagues this year with the New York Mets and finally gave up a run. Um, and did it against the Rangers. We were there playing the New York Mets, which doesn't happen very often. So I just wanted to see Tommy Hunter give up one run so I could get back on top. So I guess I could go ahead and update my bio because I am once again You're the New back, York Mets buddy. all-time ERA leader. Yeah. You're, all right, so as one um, you know, big city ace talking about another, although maybe a smaller <laughs> sample size, 
Um, where? Wh- wh- how do you feel about Clayton Kershaw? Obviously, if not the pitcher of his generation, he's on a mm-hmm. very, very small list. Uh, getting the nod tonight to, to start at home in the All Star game when, when obviously he is not the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. Are you good yeah. with that? I, I, I'm, I don't want to, you know, be that guy. I don't love it. I'm not sitting here screaming from the mountaintops and saying how terrible it is that baseball is doing this. Uh, but Sandy Alcantara is having an unbelievable year. And as we sit here and showcase the young players the way that we just did in the home run derby, whilst Clayton Kershaw means so much to the Dodgers and it's in L.A. and it was a hard push for him, I, I, I'm, I'm a big meritocracy guy, right? So for me, give it to the guy that deserves it. Nothing's changing about Clayton Kershaw's legacy. He is going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. And the first ballot is going to be one of the greatest Dodgers we've ever seen. And that's a really long list of great Dodgers, as we know, the history of the franchise. Um, But it's Sandy's time. And the guy puts the work in, and he's earned it. And you might even say Tony Gonsolin with the Dodgers. You can make a case for other pitchers that probably deserve it. And you just don't know if these guys are going to be able to repeat the kind of success that Clayton Kershaw has over the course of his career. Like, he's been amazing, incredibly consistent. It's a hard thing to do, a really hard thing to do. So when you're having that year and you're one of the best in the game or the best in the game, and you've kind of put yourself in a position uh, where you uh, probably deserve to be the starting pitcher in the All-Star game, and we give it to a guy who's great, and and you don't ever want to say a bad thing about Clayton Kershaw, but he's not pitching as the starter of the All-Star game so far this season. He's been really good. Um, But for me, I'd like to see Sandy Alcantara. I feel like he deserves it. I feel like he shouldn't have got it. He should have gotten it. He didn't. Uh, It's not a huge deal. It's not the end of the world. Uh, We'll all move on and everything will be fine. But uh, this guy needs to be celebrated as well. And it's his time. And and I just hate to see him not get the nod. Or even Tony Gonsolin with his 11-0 record and 2.02 ERA. I mean, these guys are are incredible. And uh, I think somebody else probably deserved to get the start. I mean, CJ, not only am I with you, I probably take the meritocracy thing to a much more extreme level because my producer's laughing. I get really mad about dumb baseball stuff. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. It's just I, 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 I do. I didn't love at all Albert Pujols in the Home Run Derby, if I'm being honest yeah. with you. Like, I just – like, the guy's amazing, and he is, again, like Kershaw, one of the great hitters of his generation, one of the great hitters of all time. And even though I'm a Cubs fan, I have appreciated and respected the hell out of him for, for 20 years now, more than that. But he's not an all-star. And I just, for me, I found it, I mean, there is an event for this. It's called the Hall of Fame. And and so, like, for me, I just don't need to use the showcase event for Major League Baseball to showcase guys who are not playing at that level. Am I I overreading? Am I, can you play? Am I missing? Because, again, I'm a huge pool holes guy. I think he's amazing. I didn't love having him in the home run derby last night, if I'm being honest with you. Well, I, from the all-star standpoint, it's kind of you know two conversations, right, that Rob Manfred now has legacy picks. And if it's a guy that's uh, about to retire that we know that Albert is and one of the greatest right-handed hitters we've ever seen, um, and they want to put him in the all-star game, that is now part of the CBA. And Miguel Cabrera is not done. You know, Miguel Cabrera is interesting. He, hits, he gets a 3,000 hits this year. Uh, but he's still got a couple of years left on his deal. He hasn't announced his retirement. So, you know, I just I don't mind that part of it. You know, it, it, we had talked about it on MLB Network Radio and saying, okay, we want to celebrate guys. I'd almost rather do it this way than have the, you know, the kind of um, tours that we see for guys, the retirement tours and every stop at every city. It can be a lot on those guys. I've heard players that have gone through it kind of talk about it when they've announced their retirement and every city they go to, they want to have a presentation before the first game of the series and give you gifts. And it's cool and it's nice, but it's a lot for a guy who's still trying um, to compete. But when it comes to the home run derby, you know, so many guys don't want to do it. 
understandably so. I don't, I don't blame any player for not doing it. So I, I don't feel like a player got cheated, a player who really deserved it or should have been there um, in, and wanted to be in the, in the home run derby and basically um, got bounced because of Albert Pujols. I, I didn't feel like that was the case. I think most, most guys, it's fine. It's, it is what it is. But like Pete Alonso seems to love it. Um, but you know, Aaron Judge is your home run leader right now by a pretty large margin, and he wasn't in it. Jordan Alvarez is hurt. He'd be a fun guy to watch. So you sit there and you go further and further down the list. So the home run derby to me, I didn't have an issue with. Um, I get what you're saying, but for me, more when it comes game time and really earning something, that's a big deal, like being the starter uh, for the National League in the All-Star game. That's where I, I get a little bit more of the meritocracy part of this. C.J. Nukowski here on the show. C.J., I want to ask you about um, about Freddie Freeman, and this is not even a put-down of Freddie Freeman, and I know the story is several weeks old, but I was just struck by how emotional he was. I think we all were when he went back mm-hmm. to Atlanta. And obviously this happened a while ago. But you, you played and you, you were in clubhouses. Is that, for, for guys that played the game, is that kind of a reaction, something that's understood? Or, or could it cause some chemistry issues in a clubhouse when a guy is clearly longing, at least in the short term, to be at one of your, one of your, one of your rivals in, in, in the, the league they play in? Yeah, I mean, especially come postseason time, right? I mean, these are two teams between the Dodgers and the Braves where it's been a big deal and can continue to be a big deal when you're competing against each other. I I think you're tolerant of it. You know, first time around, you understand it. Freddie is a a really genuine human being and brings a lot of emotion, and obviously we got to see that and everybody got to see it uh, when they went back to Atlanta and even when the Braves came to visit um, the Dodgers. And it's an unfortunate unfortunate story for him because he obviously really wanted to be back there. I went to the World Series celebration um, in Atlanta at Truist, at Truist Stadium this year at Truist Park. And, um, you know, it was interesting. Every player that got up and talked, and they all didn't get up and talk, but the first thing they said is, we got to sign Freddie back. And Freddie's sitting there kind of in the praying position with his hands, like, yes, please, let's let's get this done and let me come back to Atlanta and continue my career. Um, you know, legacy is at stake here a little bit this past offseason with him. And if you look up at the retired numbers and guys like Smoltz and Maddox and Chipper Jones and the greats that have, have put on a Braves uniform, if Freddie Freeman signs this deal, he's going up there. Now, now it's in doubt a little bit since he left Atlanta and took the deal to go with the Dodgers, and there was obviously a lot of um, some interesting things going on with the communication and what was offered and what was not. And the Braves and Alex Anthopoulos have said that they, you know, this is what they offered. His agents say that's not true, and you know they got to figure that out amongst themselves. And there's already lawsuits. Uh, I know Doug Gottlieb was is being sued by by yeah. Casey Close, and so it, it's getting dicey. But when it comes to the actual team, yeah, there's a party that's like, all right, man, we get it. You know, we appreciate it. Um, you don't want to see it anymore. I think it's okay to see it once, to see the emotion. But he's a Dodger now, and you just want to make sure that he's all the way in on being a Dodger and he's still not longing for wanting to be in Atlanta. He's having a great year. I think the numbers back that up. And uh, I'd like to think that he's all in and he's put that behind him. Uh, that's another great intersection. You have been covered. You now cover people. Doug Gottlieb used to work at this network, and you mentioned he's being sued for libel for, for a tweet that he, he sent out. From what you know about this, and I, I'm not asking you to come in on the legalese, but just the action of suing a, a, media, a media person, do you think there's a place for that when, when people feel aggrieved, or do you think that's too far given the, the sort of realities of what you do for a living now versus what you used to do for a living? Yeah, I think we have to be careful how we speculate. Right. I mean, it's, you know, we all do. And you can hear rumors and you can talk to people and you're not going to say who the people are. Right. When you go on air and say, I talked to somebody with this organization. They told me this, even though you feel really strongly about it, because, you know, that person um, has some really good information. But there is a line there. And I think in the case of uh, Freddie Freeman's former agent, he has a reputation. And he's still got he's got guys like Dansby Swanson who's going to be a free agent this year. Right. Put yourself in Dansby Swanson's shoes. 
And if he's sitting there hearing that there was an offer made to Freddie Freeman that his agent never showed him, you know, he might question whether or not he wants to use that agent going forward. So if you're the agent, uh, you're absolutely going to um, fight for your reputation and you need to. So what becomes interesting to me is that if this ever goes to a hearing, um, all the information has to come out. Right. I mean, you got, there has to be evidence from um, the Atlanta Braves as far as what they offered. And then there's got to be um, evidence from uh, the agent and ultimately what you know he told Freddie Freeman. And I mean, you could have Freddie Freeman have to testify in this thing if it got that far. So uh, that would be kind of wild. And if you feel strongly about the fact that you were liable, I get it. You know, protecting your reputation these days um, certainly matters because it seems like a lot of people could say anything and then they can even retract it. And then it's like, okay, then it just goes away, but the damage has already been done. So uh, I'm all for fighting for your reputation. Um, it's pretty interesting, though, to see it happen in this situation just because I think we all had heard a lot of things and, and thought you know, what we had heard was true, and now his agent is wanting to fight for that and say, no, it's actually not true, and uh, he picked the person that he felt like he had the best chance of winning against to, to clear his name. You make a good point about, about the reputation as someone who has worked, had, had agents, has agents. I mean, that – I hadn't thought of it in that context, but you're right. I mean, it's a it's a pretty complicated, uh, interesting deal. Uh, CJ, dude, I know that you're you're always busy, so it's great to be able to get you on during the All Star game when when it's very it's particularly gracious of you to make time because you could be you know sleeping in or hanging out with your family <laughs> or doing whatever you want to be doing. Thank you, my friend, of instead for for making time, brother. It's great to hear your voice. Anytime, man. As long as I'm available, I'm more than happy to join you. Appreciate you, buddy. CJ Nikowski on the show. Uh, great, great guy. Analyst for the Rangers, MLB Network radio host, former big leaguer, and the lifetime career earned run ERA leader for the New York Mets, minimum five and two-thirds innings pitched. Buy or sell with uh, Batman the Dark Knight Rises superfan Tom DeCelestino. Apparently he watches it every day next here on CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Cell. how often do you watch The Dark Knight Rises? I would say, yeah, once every two months on average. Okay, that's a lot. It is. Does Does the movie change for you? Do you see it from new angles? I mean, it's been out for you know, 15, 20 years. There's what, what, new what? things I appreciate about it every time I watch it. It is really? a fantastic movie. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. Um, 
you might just it's a thought. You have to be you have to do you. You have to do what you're comfortable with. You might think about I don't want to branch out. Don't branch tell out. me. No, 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 no. That's, stuff. that's not really my style. Skip a dark night here and there and watch, you know, Stranger Things. That show's great. Have you seen that show? Uh no, but I do have an update on Friday Night Lights for you, which I know you're really, really concerned about. Oh, very excited. Yes, uh, I gave up on it. My wife this weekend uh, started watching it again. She is going to watch it without me. So your wife's, okay. Why? I, I feel like this would be a great way for you guys to really interact with each other. Have some connection, have some time together. We tried. We did the first several episodes together. And I think I rained on her parade because I was not enjoying it. And uh, she decided, you know what? Forget you. I'm watching it. You seem like you seem like a a, a, a bit of a, a negative Nelly on on this particular thing. Uh, I think on most things, people would say that. No, no, dude, don't ever tell the truth like that. Let's do buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, we have a ton of football items to get to today, so let's jump right into it. Yesterday, the video game Madden 2023 released their ratings for the top wide receivers. Devontae go. Adams of the Raiders came in at number one with a 99 rating, while Cooper Cup, who broke all sorts of receiving records last season with the Rams, came in at number two with a 98, and new Dolphins top target Tyreek Hill rounded out the top three with a 97. Buy or sell that Madden got it right. I think it's a buy. I mean, I don't have a lot to quibble with here. Are you buy? Am I am I forgetting somebody that should have been higher? I like the top three. Yeah. I don't know. I think that ninety nine is like rarefied air, though. Like off of last season, last season alone. I think if anyone was going to get a ninety nine, it probably should have been Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, like the perfect season. I. I've actually, so I haven't played video games in years. I'm thinking about, I'm just contemplating getting into FIFA because I like soccer. So I've heard that's a great video game. Haven't played it. I haven't played it either, but I've heard a lot of people talking about it. Why don't we join together? We can play against each other to start. Ooh, I think you'll like that because you'll probably beat me. We'll both be at the beginning. Yeah, but you know a lot more about soccer. You'll, you'll, you'll beat me. Soccer! Yeah. I mean, maybe you're better at video games. I was so... This this is this will show my age. I was unbeatable at GoldenEye in the in the head-to-head competition. Couldn't be beaten. Wow. See, I was more... I, I played Madden. I played MLB The Show. But I was more like, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog. And I was into more of those games. Like, I played the sports games... But I, I had more enjoyment actually watching sports than playing the video game ones. One of my all-time accomplishments was freshman year of college. Every guy on the floor took a team. So I went to college in 96. So I think I had nine, the 97 Seattle Seahawks. And I think there were 17 guys, and we played entire season and playoffs. And I went 16-0 and and then won the championship. Impressive. And I played another guy where it like, was back and forth, where it was just like nonstop. You couldn't stop each other. And at the end, I never ran the ball. And at the end, I was running the ball. And he, was, and he realized I was running the clock down. And he freaked out because I was, you know, we were just going back and forth. So I just ran the clock down and then scored with no time left. And he trashed his room and called me a cheater. Yeah, I don't want to play with you because you'll beat me. 
It was You'll amazing. Definitely beat me. Lifetime accomplishment. All right. For, former Vikings linebacker and current analyst Ben Lieber joined the Zach Gelb show right here on CBS Sports Radio and explained the dynamic between Kirk Cousins and former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. I think that Kirk can win this team a Super Bowl, and I don't think that he's one of those guys that has to have everything perfect like they say. I think he's going to finally thrive, really thrive, in a system and a coach that actually respects him. I mean, it's there. It's not like I'm breaking news here that that um, Mike Zimmer did not like Kirk Cousins, and you know I think that that showed in the way that Kirk behaved and the way that he carried himself. It was never given. The team was never given to him, or he was never allowed to earn the trust of the team because the head coach, I think, uh, just didn't like him. Ouch. Buy or sell Kirk Cousins finding more success under new head coach Kevin O'Connell. Sell. I don't believe in giving guys. Sell. Um, buy or sell that Ben should have levered that alone. Buy. I like it. I'm into it. Keep it's them a good coming. What, good job, um, Zach Hill. The, here's the thing. My, my sort of my assumption on, on this is that Zimmer did not like Kirk Cousins because he didn't think Kirk Cousins was good enough, right? Like, and I don't want to speak for, for for Ben Lieber, but my presumption is that it wasn't I don't like this guy's haircut or I don't like his choice in movies or I don't like the way that he like carries himself. It was I think the guy's not a winner, and I think that's probably an accurate reading. All right, this offseason, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Leonard Fournette agreed to a three-year, $21 million deal, but then Leonard Fournette did not show up for voluntary OTAs, and when he did show up for mandatory minicamp, the Tampa Bay Times is reporting that Fournette was nearly, get this, 260 pounds. Now, for reference, he's listed at 228 on the team's official website. Buy or sell being concerned about Leonard Fournette as the Buccaneers are just one week away from training camp. That's a great big buy. Buy. Had this talk with, with Jeff Zilgin where he was uncomfortable fat shaming people. You're a professional athlete. He does not fat shaming to talk about your weight. Just like with a singer, it's not, you know, vocal shaming to talk about your voice. This is the skill set. Yeah, that's way, way, way over overweight. That is that is not a good sign. Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports reported yesterday that the NFL Players Association and Deshaun Watson were prepared to file a federal lawsuit if Watson's suspension was for a full season. Yet, according to other sources that spoke with Pro Football Talk, it may not come down to that because the new believed punishment will be between two and eight games, according to those sources. Of course, Roger Goodell would have the opportunity to appeal if he chooses to do so. Buy or sell Roger Goodell should appeal if Judge Sue Roberts' punishment for Watson is less than a full season. Yeah, and he appeals to himself, by the way. I think that's an important point. He appeals to himself. So it's just a technical term for changing. Yes, buy. I, I buy. It should be here. Sue away. Sue to your hearts. Of course they're going to sue. Buy. I didn't know if you were doing a play there with Judge Sue Robinson. Oh, I wasn't. So I bought that. But oh, well, apparently that like, went over my head. You you did it. You did the pun because you heard it. All right. One last NFL one to get to here. Yesterday, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported that Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins was, quote, no sure thing to play in week one as Dobbins missed all of last season after tearing his ACL in Baltimore's final preseason game last year. 
Dobbins himself responded on Twitter to Rappaport's claim by saying, quote, I might not even go on the pup list because that's how good my rehab is going. I'm sure going to be ready to play for week one, end quote. Buy or sell a big season upcoming for J.K. Dobbins. Um, 100% buy because I'm going to lean into positivity. Buy. Let me ask you a weird. Do you ever hear a name? Do you ever hear something and it, you can't get a, something else out of, your, out of your head? Oh, happens to me all the time. Buy or sell every time you hear J.K. Dobbins, you think of Dobby, the elf from Harry Potter. Sell. No, you don't have that same. Uh, no, but maybe people listening agree with you on that one. Because J.K. Rowling wrote Dobby, the character. So every time I hear J.K. Dobbins, I think of Dobby. Which is like a good association for you, right? Like that's a positive thing. I'm a Harry po- I like those Harry Potter books. Yeah. Have you, have you read all of them? Yeah, like years ago. They came out years ago. I only read the first three. You made it through three of them and you stopped. Why would you stop at three? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Bill, I'm a weird guy. I don't. I, I'm not normal. I mean, none of us are, to be fair. I, I think weird is good. But you stopped right when they started to get. I mean, they're, they're, I don't even understand how you could stop. Don't you want to know what happens? They really picked up in book four. I really stopped yeah. at the worst possible time. I mean, I think the first three are good, but four gets dark. People start dying. Fast. Oh, yeah. That really tracks for me, just stopping at the worst possible time. You did it with Friday Night Lights, too. I don't think so on that one. To be fair, I don't know because I haven't continued to watch, but I don't think so. All right, while you sigh and judge I'm, me. I'm I, definitely, yeah. I, yes. <laughs> I'm going to get to some golf here. Sergio okay. Garcia announced yesterday his intentions of leaving the European tour in favor of Live Golf. Garcia told reporters, quote, I want to play where I feel loved, and right now in the European tour, I'm not feeling loved. I will play less and will spend more time at home. If I cannot play on any more majors, that's the way it is, but it's not something that bothers me a lot, end quote. Buy or sell, it sounds like Sergio Garcia made the jump to live golf because he's not feeling loved. I mean, there's more to this because... The captain of the Ryder Cup has made it very on the European side has made it very clear that he doesn't want live golf people, and it sounds like he he insulted Sergio and Sir, uh, so uh, sell because there's more going on. Sell. So, I think with all things live golf, it's about greed, right? It's about money. And they just hired away a very famous broadcaster from NBC Sports. I mean, they are throwing money at people and. Uh, who am I to judge? I mean, if they came and they said, Ryder, we've got to pay $10 million a year, to I guess I'd be like, love, live, golf. <laughs> but it doesn't make it, it doesn't change the fact that it's sports washing. The thing about Sergio is nobody likes him. Nobody likes Sergio Garcia. He's not popular. And he's not the talent that he used to be. And the only thing that's interesting about it is watching an unlikable guy complain that he's not liked. Yeah, man. Treat people better. Be nicer. Be more. He's just, you've never been liked. Fair or not fair. That's the deal. All right, one last one here. Let's finish up with some basketball that has absolutely nothing to do with basketball. The 2021 Rookie of the Year, LaMelo Ball, wore jersey number two during his first two seasons in Charlotte in the NBA. However, Ball will be switching things up this year and wear jersey number one next season. Wow! Buy or sell you care when athletes change their jersey numbers. Sell! I don't care at all. Sell. Mm. Yeah, I saw Shams broke this, like, breath. 
breaking and look, Shams breaks a lot of news. That guy's gonna, you know, but shit, breaking news. Stop what you're doing. <gasps> Hold your breath. <gasps> His favorite colors change from blue to silver. Who cares? I don't care. Why would anyone care? Like maybe, like maybe if Jordan had been like, I don't want to be 23 anymore. Okay, back that Jordan. Do you? Am I, what am I missing here culturally, sports wise, sports fan? Friday Night Lights viewer, one of my like, you know, Harry Potter super reader over here, Dark Knight Rises super fan. I don't understand why we're even talking. I don't care. The only reason I can think why somebody may care if I'm a young kid in Charlotte or across the country for that matter, and I'm a big LaMelo Ball fan and I have his jersey. He's my favorite player. Both these kids. Right. All two of them. Yeah. Now I have to get a new jersey because it's outdated. That's fair. That's fair. But also, like, that's true when somebody gets traded. I mean, it just goes new team. Fair point. Fair point. But why is, Sham, is, is Shams, like, doubling as a – he also breaks news for, for 11-year-old boys who have to get new jerseys? Also, you can still wear the jersey. He's on the same team. I, I, does it, does it, do you really need a new jersey for that? I think when you're a youngster and he's your favorite player, you want to have the jersey that he's wearing out on the court. But why is one of the preeminent newsbreakers in the NBA breaking the news that, I mean, I sort of know why. Obviously, like, somebody wanted as a favor, and so Shams, <gasps> breathlessly. Like, why does, but like, why did, why does LaMelo Ball's camp think that it matters? Why does whoever is giving this to Shams, his dad or whoever it is, not Shams' dad, LaMelo's dad. I don't, I just don't, who cares? I'm with you. I think that, you know, this isn't specifically at Shams, but any, you know, when they say, oh, here's so-and-so team's third, fourth, and fifth alternate jerseys for next season. Like, I don't care. Great. I don't care. care. I don't care. I don't own, all right, so I own some Barcelona merch that I'll wear on game days, but I don't believe in, like, putting somebody's name on my back. Like, I'm a big Pedri fan. He got a new number, and Barcelona just signed you got to be on the soccer news, by the way. you got to be slipping. like Bar- I'm not kidding, dude. What are you laughing at? I'm serious. Barcelona just signed Rafinha, Lewandowski, Dembele came back. You, do the reason. you gotta, you got to be on this. Soccer! Soccer! I'm going to ask you a Barcelona question. Uh, Barcelona, who have $1.3 billion in debt, were able to sign Rafinha, Lewandowski, bring back Dembele, Bring in Kessie, bring in Christensen, and are targeting a left back and maybe a defensive midfielder. Buy or sell, Barcelona will win La Liga this year. Buy. Yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, you know, as you as you stated, I am not up on my soccer news. Soccer! It sounds like it would be expensive to sign all those players, and you noted that they're in a lot of debt, so I guess I'm left scratching my head with how that works. Yeah, so we're, we all are. Um, where did Lewandowski come from? Oh, um, Robert Lewandowski, most goals of any player in the last eight years in all competitions. More than Messi, more than Ronaldo, maybe the best player, FIFA player of the year two years in a row. I have absolutely no idea. Just guess the team. Uh, with good help from my friend Peter Schwartz, I'm going to say Manchester City. No, That was Schwartz's guess to you? It's better than the guess that I had. <laughs> no, Bayern Munich, different, different league. I like Schwartzy helping me out. How about you, Batman voice? Where's he from? Where's he from? Ooh, that's a good one. Get the Joker. <laughs> I can't believe Barcelona's signing. <laughs> Here we go. That's a really bad Joker, Tom. I can't believe you just did that. 
I'm embarrassed for you. That's definitely not me doing it. That's what's gonna. That's what's gonna be embarrassing for me of all the crazy things I've said on this show. That's the move. That we gotta get you getting that soccer and that buyer. I need that soccer and that buyer selling bars. By the way, Barcelona is playing today. This this evening in America. Buy or sell? You're gonna go to one of the Barcelona matches in New York. Sell. Yeah. Right. Let's uh let's let's make fun of the the, the All Star game uh, here on the show on Rider Than You and and Tom and Tom can make fun of me. We're all gonna make fun of each other after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Peter Schwartz. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It is Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder. Diesel, sometimes, despite my better judgment, I find myself drawn into tabloid celebrity gossip. Be at the grocery store. Maybe grabbing some milk for Lori, right? Maybe I snuck in a six-pack in there. And I'm in line. And I look over. And it turns out that Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner, is that her name, are still great friends. And everything's great, and they're totally friends, and there's no hard feelings. But then I look to the magazine below that, and actually they hate each other. And there's been a, a serious fight. Or whatever, right? And maybe maybe later that night, Lori goes to sleep. She's using the milk to make dinner. I'm bored. I'm going to watch some late night sports. Maybe I've had three of those beers. And, I'm, and I just open the old laptop and I go down the, 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 the rabbit hole of Ben Affleck's personal life. And I find all these stories and leaks and silliness and everything's fine with J-Lo because Soros... It, it, the breathtaking need to report innocuous things or to take clearly painful social realities and pretend it's a sign everything's great is pretty commonplace in the world of us, celebrity stupidity. Okay, Now it's made its way to the NBA because now for part of my job, I don't have any beer, I haven't been to the grocery store, I'm not looking at a magazine. I've got to process what it means that the Lakers' big three had a, had a FaceTime meeting and they're all on the same page because Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and LeBron James are best friends again. Everything's fine, except you sort of read between the lines. Like, I don't they had a they had a group chat video meeting, but at least LeBron and Westbrook weren't together at Summer League. They couldn't get in an Uber or walk across the gym or be like, hey dude, I'm staying. He's not staying at the Luxor, but for the sake of the I'm staying at, at the Mandarin, I'm staying at, you know, Aria. I'm over here, you know, crushing it at the Club XS. Let's let's hang. Things are not okay in Lakerland. If the big story, if the Mensa candidates who are doing PR for, for one of these guys are breathlessly like, it's all going to work out. They had a video chat together. That's the story? 
they talk to each other on a video call for three minutes, and now everything's fine. The Lakers are going to win 75 of 82 games next year, and they're going to be rolling. Westbrook still can't play. LeBron's still all mad. Anthony Davis is still the Humpty Dumpty of the NBA. There's still no depth. They can't bring in any of the people they want. The only takeaway from this story is maybe they're not going to attach the picks to get rid of Westbrook to bring in Kyrie, if you're the Lakers, and therefore LeBron's like, I guess I'll take his call. Hey, uh, can you leak this, please? Sure, LeBron, whatever you want. Make it look like this was a great thing. Not a great thing. Celebrity silliness, Tom. This is their big friendship moment? This is the... You know what would actually convince me? I mean, nothing's going to convince me because they don't work together, but what convinced me they're trying is that the story was at Summer League, LeBron, Westbrook, and AD have spent countless hours in the gym together playing horse, messing around, finding another guy to play two-on-two, really bonding over basketball. Or LeBron, AD, and Westbrook have three-hour dinner at Kraft Steakhouse at MGM and are caught ordering a $2,000 bottle of wine and toasting next season. I jumped on a Skype call for two seconds. Yeah, forgive, forgive me, forgive me, Diesel. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna celebrate this the way you celebrate the Dark Knight Rises, which is what I love, by the way. I have two takeaways from this. First right. one, the basketball side of it. Let's not also forget this story comes out the same at the same exact time where we find out that Russell Westbrook and his agent of 14 years have now parted ways. Because of what his agent detailed for us in a statement, they were not aligned on Russ staying in Los Angeles. His agent thought it was in Russ's best interest to remain a Laker and play out that contract, which, oh, by the way, is paying him $47 million this season. So what does that tell you? Russ wants a trade or he wants his agent to at least try and find him a team that he can get to. But can I just, you're right, it's such a great point. Can I give you my reading in between the lines of what you're reading in between the lines? He, Russ wants to go somewhere where he can make a difference. And the agent probably to tell him, bro, you ain't, you suck now. Like, you're just not that good anymore, dude. Take the money and play at LeBron and adjust your game a little bit. And it's never, it's never easy to hear that you're not as good as you used to be or you're not that guy anymore. Yeah. But to have it come to the outcome of you part ways with your agent of 14 years, it just tells you the headspace that Russ is in. So they can say everything's good, everything's great, we had a great Skype call for five minutes, we're going to be great. Skype call! I don't see it. I don't see how it's going to be any different than last season. Love that. What's point number two? Yeah, two. Point number two has nothing to do with basketball. Are you telling me you're not all in on Benifer this weekend? Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez got hitched in Vegas. Wait, they got hitched? Yeah, done no, deal. They're married now. Done deal. They are married. married. J-Lo has long forgotten about Alex Rodriguez. Is this a... I'm going to Google this. I I missed this. This is real. Now now I'm the one behind the pop culture. In Vegas of all places. Oh my God, they did get married. Here's a report. Jennifer Lopez rushed to get married and was afraid Ben Affleck would get cold feet. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's, a good, now, that's a good reason to get married. Now, now I'm now I'm uh, now I'm down the rabbit hole. Love is patient. Jennifer Lopez marries. Yeah, love. Okay, how long? Um, how long are we giving this one? Eighteen months over under. I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna over. go over. Yeah, True yeah. Love. I believe in love. Love you conquers put... all. It well, it didn't conquer a rod. <laughs> Whatever that is true. Whatever. 
Man, what a uh, – I think A-Rod's feeling right now. Uh, I'm going to say he's not happy that his consolation prize was being owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think he would have preferred staying with Jennifer Lopez. Well, what would happen? I'm honest question. You're not going to like it. hope your wife's not listening. If this didn't work out, Jennifer Lopez – I think it's a movie plot with one of the – Owen Wilson? One of the Wilson brothers. Jennifer Lopez had a bad little reaction to Ben Affleck breaking off with her. You were walking down the street, and she just came up to you, and she's like, I want to marry you right now. I would write my wife a very nice and polite text message and say that it's over. <laughs> I, I, I'm going with J-Lo. Go J-Lo. It would be very polite, though. You would. It would be a nice text message. Yes, to be fair. Very nice. I, well, how would you start it? Would, you, would it be like, dear honey or, or hey, hey, sweetie? Listen, babe, here's what happened. <laughs> Listen, babe, here's what happened. Got it? Is there more? You want to write uh, the whole thing? No, I think I would know what to say in the moment. But yeah, I, I you got to go with J Lo in that situation. I mean, I'm just saying, if J, you never know, if we're in a simulation and any of the programmers are listening, this would be super funny for the show. That's it. The show's over. Can we do another hour? No. All right. Thanks to CJ Nikowski. Thanks to D Cell. Thanks to J Lo. Thanks to D Cell's wife. Thanks to all of you. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio.